or any. If it's not there, you shouldn't tie yourself to it. Many of you are tied to words that ain't even come from God. Numbers chapter 14, verse 18 through 24. And if we're physically able, let us be on our feet to show reverence to the word of God. I promise that we're going to deliver this word according to the Holy Spirit. I pray that each and every one of you receive from God. Amen. Accordingly. Numbers chapter 14, verses 18 through 24. And we read. The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he by no means clears the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Pardon the iniquity of this people. I pray according to the greatness of your mercy, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, Mm. but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice. They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word. Give us the revelation, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding. But overall, Father, dear God, transform us. What good is it information without no transformation? And the church of God says, let us be seated. I'm going to give you a little history. Then I'm going to give you some revelation. And then we could go home. Amen. God is good. Look at your neighbor and say, history repeats itself. History repeats itself. For those that are not familiar with the story or the passage in the Bible, Concerning Moses and the Israelites, for those that know and for those that don't know, I just want to give you a little bit of history and background before I get into this message. Moses was called by God to deliver his people who were in bondage for 430 years. God rose up a man at the age of of 80 to guide his people to the promised land. People who were bound for 430 years finally get to see and smell freedom. And God promised them that he will take them to a land full of milk and honey. He said, I'm giving to you a land Go and possess it. An 11-day journey took 40 years. An 11-day journey took 40 years. 40 years is the equivalent to 14,600 days. How do you go from 11 days 
to 14,600 days of delay. Because sometimes we say the number 40 and it, and it doesn't sink in our head. Let, let me bring it down to days. It was 14,600 days going in circles. That's 40 years. That's 40 years. And Moses got to a point that he began to intercede for people that didn't want a breakthrough. And he began to intercede that God may have mercy on them. He already made his mind up. You see, you keep playing with time. And time one day is going to judge you. Because you're going to run out of time. God is speaking to us today. And for 40 years, they remain going in the same circle and circle. Day in and day out. The same thing. Nothing new. Imagine you doing the same thing every day and expecting different results. That's the definition of insanity. 2021 is my year. Three months into the year. Oh, I can't wait for 2022. 22 will come and you'll still remain the same. You might dye your hair, get a few piercings, get a new car, maybe take a shower. COVID brought the best out of us, amen? Forced us all to get into the shower and clean ourselves. You'd be surprised what COVID did. And for 11 days, was, for 11 days was the journey, and God said to them, you're going to possess this land in 11 days. And it turned to be a 40-year journey, going in circle. And God had had it. Previous to this verse, God had commanded, instructed Moses to send the spies to look at the land that he said that he was going to give them. Now, he sends 12 of them. Yo, check out the land. Y'all going to enter. It's yours. I just want you to go check it out. Ten of them returned back with a bad report. And only two of them. Let me make sense of this. It's like somebody telling you, yo, go to the dealership. I bought you a car. Pick whichever one you want. And you get there and you're like, yo, those cars is too expensive. Oh, my God, them cars is too big. They told you to go to the dealership and grab yourself a car. Just go look at it. I already paid for it. And you still trying to. Somebody saying to you, yo. Go and check out that neighborhood there and look at it. I'm going to buy your house there. And you go there. And instead of enjoying the blessing, instead of receiving the blessing, you try to comprehend. And that's where many of us get lost. Oh, these houses is too big. Oh, I don't see myself in this house. I don't see... You 
see, my, my wife has a problem with me sometimes, and I get it. When people invite me out to eat, and if you invite me out to eat and you tell me pick whatever you want in the menu, I'm going to pick something that I know I can't afford. So my wife put me on blast. I'll be like, okay, I'll be having some filet mignon. And she'll be like, since when? In front of people. And I said, today, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it. Today, I'm going to have me something I can't smell, I cannot identify with, but I'm going to have it because someone's going to pay for it. And you should expect the same when I invite you out to eat. Are you hearing me? That's why I invited some of y'all. Because y'all don't pick what's in the menu. Y'all make a new menu when y'all get there. But look at what God says in verse 24. He says, chapter 14, verse 24, he says, the Lord answers Moses and he said, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit. We're going to leave it there. That word spirit translates to attitude. Write that down. Attitude. In the Greek and in the Hebrew, it means attitude. He had a different attitude. Your attitude will determine your altitude. The biggest enemy that you will ever face is you. You. I hope you get this today. But according to this scripture, the Lord specifically said, to Moses, these people are not going in. They're not going in. It's sealed and delivered. It's done. But Joshua and Caleb are going in with their descendants. According to some theologians and historians, they have said that the people that left Egypt after 430 years of being in slavery was about 1.2 million people. Could you imagine two people dealing with a multitude of people that believe a lie that wasn't true to begin with? Because when the 10 got back with the bad report, they filled the ears of the congregation, and now the congregation rose against Joshua and Caleb, and they said, let's stone them. A lie can paralyze you. A lie can cheat you. A lie can keep you in the same condition before you found God. Imagine coming to church and still living that lie day in and day out. When God has said it otherwise, we are a victim of our own ignorance. If we keep them ignorant, we keep them bound. The reason why Pharaoh afflicted the Israelites because he saw that they were greater in numbers. And he said, one day they are going to take over us. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to show them that we're stronger by intimidation. Any given moment, they didn't need Moses to deliver them. They could have delivered themselves. They could have taken over. They could have taken over any, any given moment. But ignorance will keep you slave to the master. 
Some of the things that you're battling right now at home, you can't make sense of it because you're ignorant to it. Why, why ain't sleeping right? How come the bills ain't being paid? How come things are happening in my house? Who did I give the legal right? What's going on? And God said, if I only told you, it'll break you. But if you're ready to, I will expose it to you. It begins with you giving your rightful place to someone that shouldn't have that place. It's like your children running the house instead of you. Are you hearing me, church? And for 430 years, they were in slavery. Now, an additional 40 years on top of that. That's like a life sentence. Amen? And here comes two men who have a different attitude and see what God has been speaking to them all along. And their attitude is, we can take over the land. It is ours. It is ours. God said it. It belongs to us. Let's take it. But the others decided not to heed to that. Now, when we sent out, when he sent out the 12 spies, God gave them the direction. God gave them the instruction. He sends them out. Ten of them come with bad report. Two of them come with good report. Say with me, they all saw the same thing. They all saw the same thing. But they all had different views. I learned that when we began this ministry. We started this ministry in our living room. And we were outgrowing our numbers because we only had two couches. <laughs> and I said to Pastor Millie, we got to go look for a place to rent. Let's, let's, let's just go look. Man, boy, did I learn a lesson that day. One of the individuals who was part of our ministry in the beginning decided to go along with us. And we went to view this building that they were renting. out was a church building. And I was with Pastor Millie, and Pastor Millie's just looking around, and she's envisioning everything. And she's like, oh, I envision this, I envision that, I envision this, I envision that, I envision that. And the person that was with us is no longer with us. That's why you got to be careful who you bring with you. Stop going to the dealership with Pookie trying to get his opinion on the car that you're about to buy when Pookie ain't got no driver's license to begin with. How are you going to take people with you that don't got no success? All they do is going to drive you mad. They're going to talk you out of what God has said is for you. You see how ignorant we are sometimes? We want everybody to celebrate with us. Not everybody wants to celebrate with you. Not everybody has your own mentality. Not everybody's going where you're going. Get off my wagon. Get off my wagon, brother. And we got into an argument, me and Pastor Millie and this young man. And he said, you know, because Pastor Millie, you know, you you got to be mentally prepared to take Pastor Millie somewhere that has to do with us obtaining whether. That's why I don't take her to the furniture store. I have selective memory when I'm driving. I, I don't see Ray Moore and Flanagan's. I, 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 don't, I don't see none of these because I know that somehow, some way, she's going to convince me to get things that she wants because she's a visionary and that's okay. Amen. And she's a woman. Amen. She's a woman. She said it. I didn't say it. Amen. And, 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 
And, and Pastor Millie began to, to lay everything out as they were showing us the place. And that person that was with us at the time that was part of our congregation that had no right to be there to begin with started seeing the negative. To the point that me and my wife got into an argument. And I learned that day. When God is ready to give you something or God wants you to go check something out, be selective of who you take with you. Sometimes don't take nobody. Take the Holy Spirit with you. No, 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 no. When they see you, they see you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Oh, where you get that car? The same place you don't shop. That's why I got that car. The place you don't go to. You get what I'm saying? Because sometimes people who don't have the best intentions or motives for you will be around you to keep you from your destiny. That's why you got to wear, you know, like in the summer, we want to enjoy our backyards. And it, it becomes sometimes hard because these mosquitoes start to invade the area where you want to relax. But they got something for that. They got a spray called off. Off. It, it, it's, it's called off. Mine's is called off. Sometimes in the spiritual realm, we got to spray ourselves with the Holy Spirit, man. Off. Demonio off. When you follow God, people who got demons, they're irritated. They just want to leave. They just like, yo, I got to get out of here, man. It's, it's too holy. It feels like if you're walking around with garlic and vipers. Remember the movie? Yeah, you don't know nothing about that. It drives them nuts. So I learned. The problem is sometimes that the more we learn, at times, the more we forget. And the book of Joshua sums up to two things, conquer and remember. It's the lessons of life that are going to help you to get to the places that God wants you to get to. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm telling you, less is more. Less is more. If you don't get that today, one day you'll get it. And I hope it's not your last day. I have learned, the older I get, the tighter my inner circle becomes. It's tight. I don't need 10 people to approve of me. I could do fine with two or maybe even one. That's a lesson in itself. You see, we come to church, we do all the hollering, we do all the hippie, we jump, we do all that. It's part of God ministering you. But what good is it information without transformation? What good is that? Oh, I can't wait till so-and-so comes to the pastor's church to preach because I like the way he preached. And you still cursing Monday morning. Come on, man. Don't give me that. Information doesn't create transformation. What creates transformation is for you surrendering to God. Many of us said, God, fill me up. And God's saying, I can't fill you up because you're full of yourself. I want to do this. I, I want to change your mindset. I want to take all that corruption out. I want to create a new heart in you. Are you willing to be used by me? Are you going to give me what you got left of life so that I can make something out of it? Yeah. 
Are you hearing me, church? Look at your neighbor and say, your attitude determines your altitude. Now, let's look at Numbers chapter 13, verse 33. Check this out. This, this statement just, when I read it, I said, how is it even possible that these people actually said that? Now, now look at this. Numbers chapter 13, verse 33 says, and when we saw the giants, the descendants of the Acolytes that came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers. Check this out. The 12 of them went to spy a land, right? That means that the people that were there didn't see them. Am I right? You wouldn't be a spy if somebody saw you. Am I right? You know, like when you go to the mall and you spy on people, they don't see you, but you see them. That's a spy, right? Right? When you're grabbing your husband's cell phone when he ain't watching, hitting the search bar, vice versa, men do it too. Am I at the right church? Like, you don't want to see what's there, but you really want to see what's there. God, that every time my wife goes into my phone, all she sees is a picture of her. She's like, well, how come you never changed the picture? No, because that's you. And that's me. Next, any, anyhow. And, and they go to this land, right? And they spying it. They look in. The, the people who are there don't see them. They just find it. And look at the statement that they make. They, this is the conclusion they come up with. We're like grasshoppers in front of them. Check this out. Don't go too far. Many of you make statements about people about you. They ain't even talking about you. They don't even know you're there. And you're making stuff up that's not even there. You're becoming a victim of you. You're becoming a product of you. How can you say something that someone hasn't said, but then you return and believe that? Believing a lie. The people didn't say that about them. They said that about themselves. We're like grasshoppers in front of these giants. See what a lie does? It deceives you, it robs you, and it keeps you from God has destined for you. Amen? Your spirit reflects the real you. Thoughts produce attitudes. We got to be careful the way we process thoughts. It has been proven that from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, over 50 thousand thoughts will go through your mind from the moment you get up to the moment you go to sleep and only 10,000 of those 50,000 thoughts are positive that means 40,000 thoughts that go through your mind are negative all day every day that's why you win the predicament that you win don't believe everything that comes to your mind I begin to rebuke and if it's of God I ask God for confirmation I used to be quick at the mouth. Many of you are in a predicament right now because of the things that have come out of your mouth. My kids ain't going to go nowhere. Now you mad because they're at the couch. 
eating potato chips, getting the grease all over the doorknobs and all over the doors. Uh, hello? But who created that? I always tell my daughter, you're beautiful. You're going to go places. You're going to take on a legacy. You're going to raise your children right. You're going to get married. You want, I, I speak life into life and not death into death. Even if I don't see it, I'm going to believe it. Even if I don't see it, I'm going to believe it. Because when you begin to say something, sooner or later, you'll begin to believe it. You tell a lie, lie, if you tell a lie long enough, that lie will become a reality. Are you hearing me? If you tell a truth for so long, sooner or later, that truth will reveal itself. Amen? God is good. Give him a round of applause, church. Now, now, how do you say, Pastor, how do I get there? It's very simple. Discernment produces revelation. God, I need discernment. I don't need information. I have to, uh, seven steps to this, eight steps to that, ten steps to this. For real? They make it easy, especially on TV. If you call right now, you could be living your best life. They show you the yacht. They show you the breeze, the nice sun. They don't show you the struggle. They don't show you the meetings that you have to attend to, to do the things that you don't like, to drive places and, and meet with people and save this and invest here and invest there and go here and go there. They don't show you none of that. Why? Because they'll kill the vision or the picture that they're trying to paint to you. But the reality is that every picture has details. And details speak volumes. Are you hearing me, church? What are the details in your life right now? Who's consuming your picture? Who is taking you out of the scripture? Whatever's not producing has to go. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? God is good. We make excuses for our poor behaviors. Instead of being responsible for our behaviors, we make excuses. No, 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 no. Every action creates a reaction. Write that down. For every action that you make in life, every decision you make comes a good or bad consequence, whether you like that or not. That's why you got to be careful with the actions you take. Because with that action comes a reaction. Our children are watching us now. One day they're going to become adults. Especially nowadays. I don't know where time has gone. For real. It's just scary to celebrate my birthday. I'm about to be 41 in two days. And I'm scared. Like my daughter was reminding me this morning. She's like, Dad, how do you feel that 48 hours from now. She had to be specific in detail. You're going to be 41. And I said, I'm still young enough to put a beat in, a licking. Be careful how you say that number. That number comes with a lot of experience. Are you hearing me? But we get to a place where, like, like I don't get this society mentality that when you get 30 or you get 40, you're old. You see people's expression. Oh, I'm old. I feel so old. I rebuke the devil. 
Here is Caleb at the age of 85, having the energy of somebody that's 18 years old. And he tells God, I want that mountain. Could you imagine people at 80? Let me leave that there. Today, having that kind of attitude. An attitude is something that you're, it, it, it comes through a transformation of a revelation to you. It doesn't come with age. It doesn't come when, when you're born. It, it comes when you get to a point where you surrender to the will of God. When you're able to realize that what God has for you is greater than what you have. That his plans are better than your plans. And that can happen any time in your life when you decide. But the more you decide not to and continue to try to figure this out on your own, the more time you're going to waste. That's why I surrendered to God and left everything up to him. I said, I leave it all to you. I can't no more. I can't. I can't. I can't. When you get to that place that you can't no more, God now says, now I'm able to step in. You do the possible, he does the impossible. Are you hearing me? God is good. Amen. The church of today has little to no success. Why? Too much information, no transformation. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, Be transformed into the image from glory to glory. What image? The image of Christ. The image of the one who made you. I don't want to go to the resources. I want to go to the source. Are you hearing me? It's like when you make a phone call and, 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 and they give you, you press this number to this, press this and press it. You, you get tired of pressing that your finger falls right out of your hand. Can, can I just get to the person that I need to get to? And many of us are like that when it comes down to God. No, maybe this. Maybe if I do. No, no. Go straight to God for you. Forget about your wife, your, your husband, your kids. Forget. It's you and God. Because if God can deal with you then he is faithful to deal with them. But how can God fix something that you always see it as a problem? Even if he fix it, you won't see it as a solution. You'll still see it as a problem because your eyes are. So these people, for 430 years, had their eyes crossed. They couldn't see straight. They were blind with ignorance. And now they're days away, days away to coming into the promised land, and now they set themselves back 40 years. I don't know about you, but I hate waiting. It's something about when you get to a certain age, you don't have time to waste. You don't have time to waste. It's like, no, no, I can't deal with this. I, I got to keep it going. Why? Because I, I'm on an assignment, and I can't have you hold up my time. Are, are you saying what I'm you, you know, it, it's crazy today. We have... Married couples having issues, and the one who's advising them is somebody that got divorced. Are you kidding me? Your marriage was a failure, and you're giving me advice? That, that, that's how we are today. That's how oblivious we are to life. We believe everything we see and everything that comes our way. We believe it. Not everything that comes your way is, is supposed to be believable. 
you just believe it because in your mind you believe something that it's not really there and you're a prisoner to that and before you know it you're a product of your own environment and your product and being a product of your environment is the thoughts that you entertain transformation means in more ways than one when a chain occurs in your life for the better amen God is good. Look at your life these last couple of years. Are you investing in your calling? What is a calling? A divine purpose assignment that God has given every human being on this earth. Your calling has nothing to do with your career. You don't go to work Monday morning. You, you work there, that's your workplace. You don't go in there and you have a, a full-blown service. That's the workplace, amen? God can use you to minister to people, but you don't go in there and you start saying, you, you get what I'm saying? You're calling the divine assignment that God has given you. What are you doing to invest in that calling? Everything that surrounds me and everything that I am has to be wrapped around my calling. That's why people get annoyed when they take me out to the baseball game, to the football games, because they say this. Pastor, you got to turn everything into a preaching. It's like my wife not too long ago. <laughs> I love you, babe. I'm, I'm going to pick on somebody else. I'm going to pick on my daughter. She asked me a question. I gave her a sermon. She was like, Dad, all I wanted was an answer. I said, hold on, baby. It's the preacher in me. It's the pastor in me. Don't take it personal. Make it personal. So when I ask her a question, she turns around and gives me an attitude. And I say, oh, really? That's a woman thing. Oh, really? She said it. I didn't say that. She said it. I, I said, well, let me make. <laughs> let me just stay out of there. I, I want to go home happy. Amen. <laughs> attitude is a product of your belief. That's attitude. You see, no one can tell me that I'm ugly. No one. No one. No one. Because I know I look good. I know I, I, I might not have it all together. But I know I look good. That's the way you should feel about yourself. Why are you waiting for other people's approval? Like, love me. Do you love me? Do you not love me? Like, I hate when people ask me that. How much you love me? I love you so much, I'm about to get rid of you. That's how much I love you. Because you're getting on my nerves. Haven't I showed you that I love you? Haven't I shown you? Well, I put it up with, put it up with, put it up with. Man, man, please. You ever met people like that? You ever dealt with people like that? That's an identity crisis. Like, serious. Like, I, I, I know about Spanish women. One of the things is that the older they get, the older they get, they put a spice to it. They put a spice to it. I'm getting, I'm getting to a point. This is what Spanish women do. I just told you once. Do I need to tell you again? That's a punch to it. Because when you get annoyed... Not only the real you comes out, but the extra you comes out. That extra. There ain't no need for all that extra stuff. You know what I'm saying? It ain't a big deal. 
Amen. God bless you, brother, but you're single. Amen. God is good. <laughs> Many. <laughs> Not for long. Amen. Not for long. Amen. God is good. God is good. For those that ain't heard what Minister Wade said, he said, I want to go home soon. Oh, I want to I go home, okay, right? That's what you said? I want to go home too, amen? He wants to protect me, amen? God is good. So I told him, <laughs> you single, so you don't have to deal with what I got to deal with. Amen? God is good. After years of ministry, I learned something. Change is a choice. You can't force change. You can't. You can't. It's a choice. People are the way they are because they choose to. Are you hearing me? You have because you ask not. Are you hearing me? And when you do, you ask it for selfish gain. What does that mean? You ask for things that you really don't need. Like, how is it possible that you're asking for something when in return you actually need something else? You ever met people like that? Like, I want a car. Get a license. Get a license first. I want a wife. Cut your hair. Your nose hairs. Your fingernails. Come on, women. Help me out. Get rid of them dirty sneakers. Them shirts with your holes on them. Get them off. Change yourself. Transform yourself. Renew yourself. Become new. Become whole. Become complete. Become that man that God called you to be. I'll save some of y'all. Woo. Change is a choice. What you choose to believe, you will become. What you choose to believe, that's exactly what you'll become. No one can tell me otherwise. I know who I am and I know where I'm going. I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And nobody's going to force me to change that. It has to come from God. But I learned something throughout life that changes a choice. There's people in churches talking bad about their pastor and their congregation. And I say to myself, now why are you there? Oh, he preaches the same thing. I just want to get up and I want to go. 30 years later. It, it sounds like that SpongeBob episode. There was an episode in SpongeBob. I know many of y'all don't watch cartoons, but I, I, I got a little cartoon side of me. Amen? Amen. But my cartoons are old school cartoons. Gumby. Gumby had a red horse. And that red horse used to speak to Gumby. That was his sidekick. Every time Gumby needed some advice, he had his horse with, where your horse at? <laughs> Gumby could go through walls. Amen. But this message ain't about Gumby. Amen. God is good. Good advice comes from those who have good fruit. Stop asking your friends who have not accomplished nothing in life. They sit around the porch all day, every day. And the years go by, every day is still the same day. No, move out of that. 
move out of, I have compassion. I pray for them from a distance because I don't want to get contaminated. Because once you hang along with something for a long time, sooner or later you'll become it. You don't become an addict overnight. You get introduced to it. Amen. Twelve spies, twelve different views. And only two come out with a good report. Life is complicated. Choose wisely. Be that person that God created you to be. Begin to dream more. And move yourself forward what God has called you to do. Now there's something fascinating about this story. It shows us the principles of life. And when I look at this story, I look into my story, and I want to see what God intended to see, what God intended for me. That's what I want to see. So we live life at times based on other people's opinions. We need to be set from that, set free from that. We need to. Now, there's a difference between an opinion and a good advice. And sometimes the reason why you're not set free is because you're a slave to others. You just don't know it because it's custom routine. They drop off the kids without even asking you if you could babysit them. They take your car. They take your car. No, we ain't going to have no fights here. We're just talking. They take your car, and they have a problem putting gas. They borrow money from you, and then they have the nerves to ask you for more when they haven't even paid what they already owe you. And you keep falling because you're addicted. You're just like them. You're just like them. But one of the things that I learned about the story of Joshua, Caleb, Moses, and everyone that was part of that historical, because that was, this is not a fairy tale, this really happened, that historical voyage that went for 40 years rather than 11 days. I learned something. That a true leader always sees the unseen. What do I have in my hands? Seeds, can somebody else come up here and witness this? Anyone? Come, run, run, quickly, quickly. What are those? Seeds, seeds. It's our seeds. Okay, see, seeds is seed. The crowd over here. What are those? In every seed, there's a tree. Every tree has a fruit. And in every fruit, there's a what? There's a seed. I'm going to say that again. Every seed has a tree. Every tree has a fruit. Right? And that fruit has a what? So what I really have in my hands is a forest. That's what I have in my hands, a forest. That's how a leader thinks. 
I have a forest in my hands. Who wants some of this forest? If you want something, they're giving it away for free. You better run up. Aisle 10, blue light special. Remember that Kmart? Come on, come on. If you really want that forest, you come and what? And get it. And get it. Come on, I still got more. I got more. I got more. I got more. I got more. Come on. Come on, I got more. Come on, come on. Who, who wants some? Amen. Wow, God is good. Who wants some? Amen. Oh, amen. There you go, brother. I have a forest in my hands. Next time somebody tells you that they got something to give you and it's free, don't come with one hand. You're going to have two? Amen. A different spirit. Let us be on our feet if we're physically able. For those who are watching us, God bless you. I hope this message encouraged you. Stay tuned and focus. My name is Pastor Jose Martinez. I'm the pastor here at the Resurrection Center. For more information about our ministry, log on to our website at www.resurrectionspringfield.org or follow us on all social media platforms at 413. May God bless you. For those who are here, let me give you some truth before your ministry.